Welcome to the Expedition Marriage Podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm Chris. And I'm Jamie Bailey, and we're Christian counselors and marriage coaches. We're here to help you put God in the center of your marriage by sharing some solid biblical truth, along with some practical marriage tips. So no matter where you're at in your marriage, start getting excited, because we're here to help you. Enjoy the journey. So we want to welcome you to part two of how to support your spouse with anxiety. Uh, We talked about in the last episode, which we really recommend that you go ahead and listen to that Mm -hmm. before listening to this one. Now, you don't have to. I mean, we're not forcing you. But (laughs) you'll probably get more out of it because we did talk about how anxiety is at record high levels and how it it does affect the marital satisfaction. Even if one spouse is dealing with anxiety, you know, it impacts both of you. Yeah, it impacts both of you. And it could even be both spouses dealing with anxiety right now. So it's an issue for many couples. Right. And last episode, we talked a lot about understanding what it even is and Mm -hmm. when to know it's a problem and what can make it a problem in in your life or in your marriage. Sure. And so it's great foundational material that we talked about the last one. But this episode, we want to get much more practical with you. We want to really give you the how to support your spouse with anxiety stuff. Well, you know, because that's there's there are certain do's and don'ts that you want to be aware of. There's Mm -hmm. certain things that um, we've had certainly had Uh, spouses come to us and going okay well what am I supposed to do or how am I supposed to handle this and part of that is well even if you were a trained counselor a trained Mm -hmm. psychologist there's certain things for you not to do because you're the spouse right it's not your job to fix your husband or wife who has anxiety exactly Mm -hmm. and when we had it because I talked about last episode how I battled with anxiety for years and honestly I still battle with anxiety but I win so much more now you know folks Yeah, I am scrappy. Me and Jesus, we took it on and it can be overcome, but I'm always going to be an anxious person. You know, Mm -hmm. that's my bent, but I know how to fight anxiety now. I know. And that's one of the beauties of knowing God's word. We talked a lot about scripture on the last episode, but here's the difference. I can go through, I can go see a counselor. I can do all these things, read all the books and develop this mantra of positivity of like, Mm -hmm. I can do this. I am strong. I am capable. Y'all, those are dead words. God's word is alive. It is living and active. It is what has the power to transform your life. Not some kind of self-help. I can do all these things by myself mantra. It's I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, guys, the truth will set you free. Right. And so there is, for those of you who have anxiety and those of you who are a spouse to someone with anxiety, the number one thing you need need to do is know the word of God Mm -hmm. because that's your biggest weapon in overcoming anxiety. Oh, definitely. Knowing not only just the word of God, but also knowing God. Yes. Right. Knowing that you have a big God that's bigger than any of the problems that you'll ever have Mm -hmm. and that is sovereign over all the problems and usually not always but usually even has a purpose for the problems that you're going to be facing right so what you're going through is most of the time not for not there is something mm-hmm. that 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 you're going to be able to use when you get to the other side of it you know being able to talk about the testimony of god's greatness and goodness and how he's been with you throughout the whole thing yeah anxiety is what the lord used in my life 
to draw me closer to him. Mm. It's mm-hmm. what he used to make me fully dependent upon him. Sure. And there were so many times just walking when as soon as anxiety would hit me, where my mind would go, okay, this isn't from God. He did not give me a spirit of fear and timidity. This isn't from God. He would use his word in my life to overcome anxiety. I know most of my scriptures because of anxiety, (laughs) you know, and so God will use anxiety in my life. And anxiety is also what God used to get me into solid Christian counseling to overcome the trauma I had been through. Mm. My anxiety was a result of some of my personality, stinking thinking, and of my childhood. Uh I had a lot I was afraid of. I got through life by being self-protective and self-reliant. That's not what God calls us to do. And I needed to battle this anxiety to walk in freedom. So for me, my freedom is a direct result of years of anxiety. And God will use messy, nasty things for his glory and for your good. So don't Mm -hmm. ever underestimate that. And don't think that this anxiety is about your downfall. Mm -mm. Because the enemy may have his hand in it, but he doesn't get to trump what God's doing with it. But God will require you to work with him. And if you're married to somebody with anxiety, you need to be an encouragement to them. Uh And the number one way to do that, and and y'all, when I walked through this anxiety journey, we were in our early to mid twenties. We were not counselors. We were not even believers at that time. Or I guess maybe we were right as soon as I became a believer. Yeah, it was right at the cusp. So we're at the late twenties, but that's okay. (laughs) Yes. And uh, yeah, somewhere around there. But regardless, we weren't filled up on God's word. We Mm. didn't know much. We were brand new believers. And in fact, it's by the grace of God that he allowed all that anxiety to come as soon as I knew him. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he knew I was going to need him to go through this. Right. And it's now it's like, okay, you've got me. Let's clean house. Yes. And so we didn't know what we were doing. And that's also why we want to help give you some tools so you can know a little bit of what you need to do. But the first thing is, is recognizing and acknowledging, even if you don't understand what your spouse is going through, anxiety is very real. It is on all different levels. And if it's debilitating, that's what it's really doing. Mm-hmm. And, and acknowledging to your spouse, I see this in your life and it's not okay with me. I'm in this with you and we're going to figure this out together. Because that was the one thing, like Chris didn't know what to do with me or to help me, but 100% I knew that man had me. Uh He supported me and he was with me in this like Jesus was. And that is the number one thing you could do for your spouse is letting them know I am here. Even if I don't know what I'm doing, I see it. It's not okay with me. And I'm here in this with you. Right. I am not going to leave or forsake you. We're going through this together. And as part of that, become educated. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what's going on with your spouse who's dealing with anxiety, then start to learn. Yeah. Don't just rely on them to tell you. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. they'll probably inform you and probably, you know, tell you a lot of things. Oh, they will. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not only probably, but you know what? Try to stay ahead of it. Pick up a book, listen to a podcast more Mm -hmm. than just this one, you know, try to learn not only what anxiety is, but how people deal with it and how it affects them. Because it is as Jamie, as you were saying, it's as real as if someone has a broken arm, broken leg. Sometimes we start to think of mental, emotional issues as if somehow they're not as real or, you know, you could just, oh, just suck that up. Well, you don't tell, you know, if your kids want in a ca- late cast and they're trying to, you know, keep up with mm-hmm. you, don't tell, tell them to suck that up. I mean, hopefully you're not telling them that. I right. Mean, <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't be telling mm-hmm. them to suck that up. But if your spouse is dealing with debilitating anxiety and they're scared to go into a restaurant, 
Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to tell them this to suck it up because you're not being helpful. Right. And part of that is it's minimizing. Oh, yeah. You don't want to take anxiety because whether it makes any sense to you or not, it's a big deal to them and it's mm-hmm. a big deal in their lives. And so to minimize something that has got a chokehold on them, man, that's hard. That's hard. And so you don't want to minimize. And that's why it's important that you understand how anxiety works, what it is, and what you can do about it. And knowing where your spouse is at with it. If you've got a spouse who's like I was, who anxiety is kind of dictating their schedule and dictating their life, going, you know what? We're not going out here. We're not going to go on vacation. I don't want to drive over a bridge. I don't want to get in the car. It is time where you are out of your league. Mm -hmm. You're out of your league. And as a supportive spouse, it's time for you to go, honey, we need to find you some help. We need to find you some help because we're telling you right now, and we told you last episode, it is highly treatable. Extremely highly treatable. It's highly treatable. And so you can step up to the plate and go, you know what? It's time to get some help. And you seek out some counseling and you help your spouse. We had a, a husband and wife come in, you know, a few years ago into our private practice The husband didn't have any issues. Mm -mm. He came in for marriage counseling because his wife had debilitating anxiety. He came and said, I will sit here with you. I'm in this with you. He didn't need help, you know, for anxiety, but he came in and just partnered with his wife because she was afraid. That woman walks anxiety free today. Yeah. You know, and so your spouse needs you to step up to the plate for them because they're scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it it's very relational too. It says if I'm going, if you're going through this, mm-hmm. then I'm going through this with you. Right, and one of the things that often a lot of anxiety sufferers, you know, believe is that they're in this alone. Yeah. That they don't have resources. Well, and minimizing just reinforces that kind of message. Right. Right. If you're not believing them, if so, there's if you're being discounted, being told things like it's be just being irrational. Of course, it's being irrational. That doesn't. They know right. that. They don't. We mean, know we're irrational yeah. when we're in anxiety. You're not benefiting the conversation by that. But you're what you are doing is you're breaking relationship. You are are sending the message that you're alone in this. That I don't mm-hmm. have your back. Right. Right. And when it comes to the irrational part. Y'all, we do so many irrational things all the time. We know Oreos are not good for us, but we're going to eat them. We all know obesity is a big problem. It's not because we have a lack of information. We know, but we do the thing anyway. What? It's this cake that's making you gain weight? Right, right. And so, yes, anxiety can be very irrational, but that doesn't matter. Mm -mm. That doesn't matter. It's a big feeling, and it demands a response. Mm -hmm. And it's scary. It's that it activates that flight, fright, or freeze mentality. Mm -hmm. And that that requires, it's begging you for a response right now, right away. And so we're not really thinking rationally. So, of course, it's irrational because when when we're afraid we don't have if you've got a bear chasing after you you do not stop and go well is this a black bear or a brown bear what do they like to eat and should i turn this direction or go no you run mm-hmm. you run i once ran from a shark in the water through the parking lot and jumped on a car Y'all, that's not irrational, or that's not rational at all. There wasn't even a shark there. But my fear <laughs> said, get out of the water and keep on running. And that's what I did. We think about things after. So you be the rational voice for your spouse when they're in the throes of anxiety. Right, because when you are irrational, when you are fight or flight, when it is all self-protection, you're not in the right state of mind to no. really process things. So you need your spouse. You need someone that you can hold tight to, that you can cling to, right? Your spouse and God, right? right? To know that in this instant, 
I've got somebody who can help me navigate through this. I know I can be safe because I have these resources that I can cling tightly to. And, and it's a matter, it can be as simple as just sitting there with them going, it's okay, I've got you. Mm-hmm. Look at me, I'm right here. You ride this out with them. You be the calm in their storm. You anchor them down. You remind them of God's truth. Give them the pause. Mm -hmm. Don't cater to their flight, fright, or freeze. If they want to run away from the situation, you can pause and go, baby, look at me. We're okay. We can do this. We're going to do this. You slow things down. Anxiety and anxious thoughts run super fast. Mm -hmm. You grab a hold of them and help slow them down for your spouse. So don't minimize them, but deal with them and help your spouse learn to kind of sit in that anxiety and not run from it. When you run from it, you feed it. Oh, yeah. When you sit in it, you, Jesus, and your spouse together sit in it. You're casting it away. It's that perfect love that casts out all fear. You can sit in it and you can face it because Jesus is facing it with you. Right. Well, you know, we talked about some that last episode about some of the verses that, that you know, why mm-hmm. not to fear? Because I am with you, is right. what God said. Why not be dismayed? For I'm your God. You know, don't be anxious for anything, you know, because I'm near. Right. You know, those those kind of things. And so those are the, the reminders, just being near, being connected, mm-hmm. knowing that there there's someone there to get through that, including Jesus, reminding them of what truth that Jesus right. says. Right. And now if your spouse is walking with anxiety and perhaps it doesn't have the chokehold on them, like I described about myself, but you're seeing, you know what, this is leveling up. This is leveling up. Here's mm-hmm. something great that you can do is you, and it, this is part of educating yourself, is you can start initiating some good habits around. Exactly. There are some very practical things. Food is a huge contributor. Mm-hmm. Have less caffeine. Yes. Yeah. Less caffeine and things like that eating more healthy. Yeah, if you feed the brain some brain healthy stuff instead of the sugars and and dyes and processed stuff, then the brain's able to do more of what God designed it to do. Yes, look up anxiety-inducing foods. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of them out there. Caffeine is one of them. Encourage your wife, say, hey, you know what? Let's go for a walk. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to say, we're treating your anxiety and we're doing it. Don't do that. But be a good supportive spouse that says, you know what? exercise is good. Mm -hmm. Every night we're going to go for a walk now. Right. You know, open the windows before you leave for work or during the day and just simply open windows and let sunlight sunlight. in and create some healthy habits of movement, of fuel and of relaxation. Mm -hmm. You know, those are things you can do as a spouse without them prompting you for them. Sure. And also have healthy outlooks. So we want to promote this idea that, look, we are going to get through this. It's going to be, you know, might be work, but we can overcome it. We are, are going to be able to do the right things. This is a very treatable thing. If this book that we're reading isn't doing it, then we can go and do something else. There's so much out there that can help promote a healthier mindset, that can right. help promote, you know, better living. Um, that it, you don't have to go, you'd be worried that, well, if we try this and it doesn't work, then we'll be at the end of our rope. No, guys, there's so much that's available right. to be able to overcome. And this is not usually going to be a quick fix. Can mm. the Lord immediately remove anxiety from your life? 100% yes, that's on him. You know, he can do that. But for the most part, this is a process. Mm-hmm. This is a peeling away. This is a, he is going to ask you to face it. He is going to say, I need you to be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. Let's go and tackle this together. Yeah. And that is, there are very scientific ways where your brain 
rewires. And that usually is a process. You got in the anxiety for thinking certain things for a long period of time. You can get out of it by doing the same thing with God's word. And Mm -hmm. so you want to be able to embrace the time that it may take. And when we're talking about embracing as well, there's a level of embracing the anxiety you have to do as well. Yeah. Because we live in a broken, fallen world. Anxiety is a part of it. And you're, the goal cannot be to completely rid yourself of all anxiety. No, we talked about that last episode. There's actual anxieties that are useful for us. Right, that can then save our lives and, and spare us from bad things. Anxiety is going to be a part of the deal. But here's the deal. The goal is not to overcome anxiety. The goal is to be set free from it and walk in that freedom and have anxiety not control us. Mm -hmm. And that's where I am today. That's where I am. When anxious thoughts enter my mind, I know exactly what to do with them. I know how to take every thought, every anxious thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Because that anxious thought says, you better be afraid, you're in danger. And I grab it and I put it in captivity and say, that's not what Jesus says. And that's what I walk in. I don't walk by my emotions anymore. I walk by truth. And in order to do that, you have to know truth. And it's also a lot easier to do it when you have a partner who's holding your hand, who sees your suffering, and who says, I can help you. I will pray for you. I will lift you up in your times of anxiety. And I will not leave your side because we will do what we need to do to get you free, walking in freedom from this. And so that's what we're going to leave you with today. We're also going to drop in our show notes on our podcast, the list of our favorite anxiety books that have helped me through the years and that we recommend. But we'd love it if you would send us a DM on Instagram or send us an email that's listed below as well. And let us know if this episode was helpful or if there's any other questions we can answer for you because we truly are here to help you enjoy the journey. Oh,